0: May I have the envelope, please?
1: And the Oscar for Best Picture is presented to. And the Oscar goes 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 to. And the Oscar goes. And And the Oscar goes. And the Oscar goes to.
0: Welcome to another episode of Quantum Recast. Welcome to our first uh, mini-sode. Yeah. Where we're going to actually use our phone booth time machine to go back in time and mess with the Oscars. That's right. Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be a little less... uh, A little less... um, uh, Long? Long. It'll be less uh, (laughs) uh, tense. Um, Not really going to be picking things and competing. We're just going to pick a random Oscars, and we're going to go back, and we're going to do what we would have done differently, or... uh, you know, how
1: how it looked. Uh, we're going back to right wrongs, Corey. That's yeah, what we're doing.
0: Yeah, we're getting... We're, it's it's the Oscars. I Okay, Nick, let me ask you this. Do you know anyone that just genuinely enjoys the Oscars? I mean, like, lives for them. No. I don't either. It's weird. I mean, I know cinephiles. I know movie nerds. I know, like, casual movie fans. I know all walks of movie fans, but I don't know anyone that's just, like, th- like, treats the Oscars like the Super Bowl.
1: I mean... I mean, pe- people that like movies do treat it like the Super Bowl, but you're often disappointed and upset at their choices.
0: That's the thing; you kind of go in waiting for it to like what's what's going to go wrong. It's, right? There's a sense of dread. It's kind of like being a pro wrestling fan. Yeah. It's like, it, you know that something... A little more
1: fulfilling, but...
0: <laughs> a, a little more. But still, you just... There's a sense of dread. You're like, I'm going in here. I'm going to root for maybe the one f- film that got nominated for the one category that I kind of enjoy. Right.
1: Usually, there's like that big banner movie that you're like, come on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It has a shot. and But, you know, it's the Oscars. And so, since this is our first episode, we are going to kind of have to go into like the history of... The Oscars and kind of how it works. Got it. So uh, the Oscars started in a, actually, it's officially titled the Academy Awards.
1: Yeah. Somewhere yeah.
0: in 2013, I guess they just said we're rebranding. Call it the Oscars.
1: The Oscars of 2000 and yada yada. It's easy. The 97th Oscars.
0: So yeah, it's a, it is technically supposed to be the Academy Awards. Uh, what Academy you say? Um, the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. Uh, so. Which is, I guess, that's a lot harder to say than Oscars, right? <laughs> so, welcome to the Academy Awards for the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences.
1: Definitely not. It doesn't 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 just roll off it the just, tongue. Yeah,
0: it doesn't sound sexy at all. Uh, the first Oscars was in 1929, and we're currently coming up on the 93rd.
1: So maybe we're, we're almost at the yeah. Well, like, who, who's gonna win this year? Yeah.
0: So yeah, <laughs> maybe we're coming up on the 93rd uh, Academy Awards. Um. But it is it has been officially postponed
1: to like April April.
0: and they are supposedly going to like it's going to be weird because it's not going to necessarily like be like looking at the movies of 2020. It's like the back half of 2020 and early 2021. Because they're extending the deadlines.
1: Okay, but there, well, there's the there was the front end of this well, yeah, year.
0: It's that, but what Oscar ever wins that came out in the front end? I mean, that's when studios. It's dump 2020. Things, it's so. 2020.
1: You know, the Invisible Man might be a Best Picture nom.
0: Yeah, we are living in an anomaly of a year. Yes, right now the front half bad movies have the strongest chance they've ever had. But right. normally, it's the latter half of the year that.
1: I'm just saying, this is our year, Corey. <laughs>
0: maybe, maybe. Um, and then, uh, so Nick, what movie has your vote right now for this year? Yeah, for for the ne- for next year's Oscars for 2020.
1: None. None. The, you got the, nothing. I mean, I can think of like so. If we're going to talk about what we watched this past week, like I did watch uh, the Five Bloods by uh, Spike Lee. Did you enjoy it? I did. So is that maybe like your top? I, it seems like the type of movie that's going to get pulled in. It's
0: the only like Oscar bait-ish movie right. that's so far like shown itself.
1: Right. I mean, it, it's very, it, it's a very much a Spike Lee movie. So it's it's part fiction, but also part like nonfiction in his style. And so, and it's got all his like kind of uh, calling cards. It's that. And, and, it, and it's, but it, and it's highlighting... Topical things, war, racism, things of that nature.
0: It checks the Oscar boxes. Right, 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 right. And then you have Invisible Man, which is maybe the biggest movie that hit theaters this well, it year. Well, hit movie it's theaters. It's maybe the most high-profile movie that managed to hit theaters. It hit
1: theaters, did decently, and then it got like a second life on video on demand because people got bored. It was and like
0: right then. Yeah. It like hit theaters, then COVID happened, then it did the I just remember
1: opening BOD. my Twitter like two months later and everybody freaking out about it. And I was like, this came out like in February, guys.
0: Yeah. And then uh, Onward, maybe the animated movie has a chance to take the big one this year have
1: you seen that one no i haven't terrence says it's it's pretty good
0: yeah it's pixar so that in and of itself is like an oscar box
1: yeah but i don't know if it's like a if it's a if it's a top tier pixar oscar bait type
0: i mean at least it's not a sequel
1: i mean toy story 3 was a, a best picture nominee so
0: i need to sit down and watch it um and then yeah like you said The Five Bloods is up there. Onward. Emma is probably the most Oscar bait ish movie that hit theaters. Oh, that's
1: like that. The one, the, the, Explain it to me.
0: Jane Austen novel, yeah. Emma. Yeah, it yeah. had a, I don't know the girl's, uh, the, the lead actress's name. She's
1: in. She's been in a bunch of different movies. Thoroughbreds, yeah. Uh, Split.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's Oscar bait-ish and got a lot of uh, love, I believe. It was the same time as Invisible Man. Managed to hit theaters for like a week and then it like went to VOD.
1: So basically, if you hit theaters in February, guess what? You might have a shot
0: the king of Staten island had some noise i haven't watched it and then palm springs this andy samberg movie that just hit
1: yeah apparently is really good i, I mean it looks like groundhog day with mixed it, it with is, it yeah. is but it's but it's got the mother from <laughs> how i met your mother yeah so
0: so it's it's that and then honestly the best movie i think i've watched this year is called the platform on netflix which the is like platform this, it's this crazy foreign film where these people wake up and like a platform just comes down the middle of the room it was like 200-something floors, and it's got food on it, and you have to eat as much as you can before it disappears.
1: Oh, yeah, you it's told like me a about that. It's weird social class movie. Yeah, yeah. So, it's like a snow piercer of its time.
0: Kind of. It was the best movie I saw, but I don't think it qualifies, because I think it came out in 2019, gotcha. technically, in some film festival somewhere in the world.
1: The girl that we were talking about, her name is Anya Taylor-Joy.
0: Okay, nice. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, from Emma, playing Emma. Emma. <laughs> so... Uh, There are 24 Oscars that are handed out in the formal ceremony. Okay. Uh, There are some, like it's the Grammys that they'll hand out during the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smaller, less formal affairs. The ones
1: that don't have the stars attached to them.
0: Yeah. Um, And there's 24 that get handed out on TV up until recently. Now it's like the Oscars because it's a ratings thing. Yeah. They like have started booting, I think, up to four categories now from TV
1: Which is frustrating because it's like if you're in the film business and you're you're a costume designer or a CGI graphics effects type person or I mean, they've been uh, this past year with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, there was a big conversation about stuntmen being given a, a category.
0: Well, the Academy celebrates all facets of filmmaking except for stuntmen,
1: right? Which so, is probably like, it, it is an art, like to do something crazy and not die.
0: It happens on film. It's part of the films. And it's like the one guy who's like, yeah, I'll set myself on fire. Right. From, <laughs> like, I got it. They should be up for awards by all means. It's just a matter. It's a question of like, are we too late to the party? Because stunts really are now more digital than they are performed. Yeah. So I don't know if you, maybe if you give it a category, it gets new life. Hopefully. Um, but like for example like i know one year they even left cinematography off tv whoa yeah it was like they like chose randomly like cinematography editing hair and makeup and something else just got like so
1: roger deakins just wasn't making a movie that year or who
0: knows it's just i think it's just random like all right you're not on fun it's maybe it's like wrestlemania when you're like that like low card guy and they're like your match may happen it may not Depends you're, on how long Triple H goes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you're literally taking out like the one element of film that s- separates it from visual. Which is yeah. like, <laughs> the visual, the most award. visual, the
0: pretty award. Yeah. So yeah, I know one year they did it was a big deal. Um, I think it's like 2018 or yeah. 19. It was in the one of the last two years that it got let off, left off, and it was a, it was a big deal. Well,
1: let me let me ask you something, Corey, and maybe and if it's if it's uh, if it's if you we need to go through the rest of the Oscars first. Uh, we can always stop and ask it later. What to you, what, what in your mind is defined as an Oscar movie? Now, not not what you think an Oscar should be, but what do you think...
0: We um, are going to cover
1: that. Okay, okay. Yeah,
0: no, no, we're going to get to that, actually. I did some research. Um, but first of all, there are 6,000 voting members of this. 6,000? 6, 6,000 to 7,000, which means it's pretty inclusive.
1: What consider- are they made up of?
0: Rent, it's an invite thing only. Like, you have to just be considered someone who has done something remarkable within film okay and and i think in continuously doing it i guess now it's only good for 10 years and then they reevaluate you and like i guess if you've retired they're like okay you're that out. makes sense so um but it yeah it's anywhere from like essentially represented in any of the categories okay. if you do that and you do that well you're invited in but that does kind of give you an idea of how inclusive it is because if you go watch a movie now there's like a thousand names alone and credits. Yeah. So it's like, wow. So they are kind of picky. Um, and obviously a lot of those are actors, directors, but then a lot of those technical people as well. So, Nick, let me ask you this. Okay. Do you know who Oscar is?
1: I don't. I remember looking it up one time and...
0: So the most famous legend is a woman by the name of Margaret Herrick, who was at one time an Academy director, the director of the Academy, looked at the statue in like 1931 and said, hey, it looks like my Uncle Oscar. And it stuck. And I guess, uh, is that
1: also how the Tony's came to be?
0: I have no idea who's Tony's name. <laughs> Someone's cousin Tony.
1: Um, <laughs> Tony, yeah. hey, you'll watch show that you like's coming on. It's
0: it, Broadway, it's New York. Yeah, there's a really statistically good chance it's just <laughs> someone's cousin Tony. So, um, Uh, and then a columnist apparently tried to take credit for saying that they called it Oscar to try and like neutralize the pretentiousness that people were putting on the award by giving it a very blue collar, weird name.
1: That didn't, that didn't help. No. Oscar has become a pretentious name now. It kind of is. Unless you're talking about like Oscar the Grouch, like that's Oscar. But, uh,
0: and then so, uh, lastly, just a weird fact, you get 45 seconds to give your speech
1: yeah before they play your music the whole thing about ratings and stuff just kind of ruins like it's an award show like if you if you want to like slice it down just people are going to watch anyway they're going to wait till the the popular people are showing up and they're going to sit there and listen to the speech like i get obviously this is the the flip side of like the Hall of Fame for wrestling, I know we keep <laughs> relating to this, where it's like some guy talks for 45 minutes and you're like, yeah, you should have only talked for like 15 minutes. Oh, at dude, tops. the
0: WWE Hall of Fame needs an orchestra like nobody. Immediately,
1: just like, just like get the, get the <laughs> cane and just slowly. Pss. Dude, just
0: hire Metallica in an orchestra to learn all the entrance songs and then just someone <laughs> tip your hat to them and they just play off. It's fun. I
1: am a real well, American.
0: How long until the Oscars are just streamed. Like They just go, we're just going to stream. We're not going to be live on TV. We're not going to pay for all that space. And then that way, we're also not bound by time.
1: Well, it's always on ABC, right? Yeah. So it's Disney. Yeah. So Disney has... uh, I'm just
0: wondering at some point, are they just going to say we're off TV? Forget it. Because ratings are dying anyways.
1: Well, cable and TV won't die until sports makes that move.
0: That's true. All right. So let's talk about how the Oscars work. Okay. Because first of all, you have to ask yourself, how do you create and follow a criteria of what makes something subjectively good? Right. You know, it's like films or art is subjective as to what one person thinks this is a good movie versus what another person thinks is a good movie. But we have a thing called the Oscars that says, no, by our criteria, Mm -hmm. this is good, this is bad. And so... Then the Oscars have that, which in of itself kind of creates a fallacy in its entire, you know, being that right. they're like, well, we have a list and you have to check that list for us to consider you a good film, which is kind of bogus. So let's talk about Oscar bait. Okay. Okay. Oscar bait, which is essentially movies that come out typically... Just to be in the Oscars. November, December. Right. Um, and and, then, and sometimes just the first week of January. Yeah, sometimes the Oscars are like, we'll give you a week. <laughs> like, Scorsese, come on, let's finish let's it up. Let's wrap cool. it up. Like, Scorsese, if you could release that in like one theater in December, we'll give you a week. <laughs> yeah. <You laughs> um. So, we, okay, I got some statistics. Okay. Since 1980... Okay. 89% of the Best Picture winners have fallen into one of the five categories. Nearly 90% of all Best Picture winners since 1980 have fallen in one of the five.
1: So if we want or, to make our own Oscar bait movie, yes, this is what we need.
0: You've got to at least check one of these. Some of them check more than one. Got it. But one, adapted from a famous source, like either a book or a play.
1: Okay, yeah, adapted yeah.
0: Adapted from source Checks
1: something.
0: out. A period piece. Yep. Be that war or colonial victoria england whatever
1: some the sort of 70s. thing that's got
0: fun costumes yeah and, you know it's just visually fun a biopic
1: right yep definitely
0: something that says claims to be based on true events okay you know someone's mm-hmm. life something yeah. that's happened yeah. yeah and then weirdly maybe the most niche five based around a disabled character
1: mm, overcoming the odds type Forest of story Gump,
0: theory of everything it's all about handicapped individuals Yep. So, like, I mean, I was, as soon as I saw that, I was like, there's not that. Oh, there is. Tropic so Thunder. There's a, there's a few. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tropic Thunder. <laughs> not a Best Picture winner, but uh, a
1: nominee this year.
0: For sure. Um, so, over 90% of Best Picture winners have been dramas.
1: Yeah. Oscars all about the dramas. They don't, you know. They used to actually like comedies, though.
0: They yeah, back in the day, they
1: used to like yeah, comedies.
0: Uh, it happened one night as a comedy that hit the. It's the uh, one of the triple crown winners, mm. but I mean, I guess quintuple crown winners. It hit the five big. Okay, only three films have done that.
1: What are the big five?
0: Uh, it's a director, uh, the picture actors in picture. Okay, or something. Yeah, I think it's one. It's it's the a one that everybody of those, sticks around. For. The big ones. Yeah, it's hit the big five and. Uh, only Silence of the Lambs, One Flew Over the Cookie's Nest, and it, all, it, uh, it happened one night.
1: Interesting. Uh,
0: which is a comedy. And I guess One Flew Over the Cookie's Nest is a dramedy?
1: Kind of, yeah. It's kind of, it's yeah. kind of both.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then, so, 2% have been action fantasy of Best Picture winners, like less than 2% of that. And then sci-fi has never, ever, ever, ever won. That's wild. A best Picture
1: when yeah. you think about movies like 2001, two
0: thousand one, Star Wars, <laughs> I mean, the big movies, they're yeah. popular. Yeah. So, like, sci-fi people are probably mad. Well,
1: that's kind of the weird balance is it's like you have movies that are ridiculously popular and win, like Titanic. Yeah. Which still knocks off a lot of those things. Like, it's a drama piece. Based it's a period piece based on true story. Yeah. Uh, but then you get things like the movie that will probably be brought up this year, like A Dark Knight. Yeah. Which which didn't get nominated.
0: It's based off. It's based off of something. Based off of something. It's based <laughs> off a of
1: source. Um, but they kind of shy away from. They still shy away from superheroes and and sci-fi because. And lo, I'm kind of glad they did when it comes to like Avatar.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then depending on what you label, Silence of the Lambs and Get Out, you know, and Parasite, things like that. Yeah. Uh, n- never won.
1: Well. Oh. They they technically like to claim Silence of the Lambs as the first horror movie.
0: Well, the, no, because the Oscars wants you to think of it as a psych- psychological thriller. Ah, they coined okay. this term, so oh, okay. horror couldn't have
1: one. Got it.
0: They're like, no, 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 not no, not horror. Horror didn't do this. Psychological thriller. And then I think they attached Get Out with the same thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think it won, but it no. got best director. It got best uh, screenplay. Screenplay. Yeah, I believe. Uh, yeah, one of those. And then. Uh, Parasite, which just came out. They're like, no, 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 not horror. Horror adjacent, but not horror. (laughs) Uh, So, uh, and then, kind of a weird trend. Since 1970, 70% of Best Picture winners have either had a director or a cast that has been previously. Which is when you get into this cyclical nature of like when they're like, Meryl Streep made a movie, and you're like, okay, so the Oscars are drooling over themselves Mm -hmm. right now. You get into these things where there's certain actors that are now affiliated like Like, it's
1: almost they're just a shoe in every time even if the movie is garbage it's like well we know meryl streep will be good
0: that and it's the same thing with directors like in in case in point irishman was not watchable in my opinion it was nearly four hours I even tried to watch it through the lens of like, I'm going to try and appreciate this as a piece of cinema. I even tried to watch it through cinephilic lenses, and I still was like bored out of my mind. It's like, Hmm. I don't get it.
1: Well, it doesn't actually get into its main story until an hour in. Which to me,
0: if you're a voting member, this should fault the movie for that. goes, okay, Scorsese, part of being a director is the cutting room floor. Mm -hmm. And you've completely, but because you are who you are and you know the Oscars like is going to trip over itself for you. Yeah and you've earned this cred, you're kind of abusing it, in my opinion.
1: Right, right. You
0: know, you're now just saying, like, well, the whole film needs to be this song. It's like, bro, no, no, it doesn't. No, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm all about, you can cut almost 20 minutes out of any film. So, but it's, you know, and weirdly enough, um, it's like only, like, less than 10% of Best Picture winners have been less than two hours. Only how many? Like less than ten percent or something like that. It's been less, less than, than two hours. hours. Oscars are all about long movies. Makes sense. Love the two-hour mark and beyond. Our podcast
1: <laughs> get, We're gonna get nominated this year.
0: Yes. Um. So there's a thing called an Oscar campaign, which is uh, how, which is weird. Turns out the Oscars are super political. It's not it's really. All,
1: it's it's yeah. It's it's kind of set up.
0: It's not really like everyone gets a list of the movies and goes, oh, I like that one, I like that one, nope. blah, blah, blah. In fact, a lot of the uh, voting members are starting to complain that it's unreasonable that they need to watch this many movies a year because I guess you're supposed to, like, see these things. Uh, well, yeah, you're voting on them. Well, one of the biggest flaws of the Oscar d- during while researching this is, okay, to nominate, you have to be, uh, if to nominate best directing, you have to be a director. Yeah. You have to do that. Best acting, you have to be the actors. Mm-hmm. You within the nominating of the movie, you ha- only the people within that category get to put it up and nominate things. Uh But once the voting happens, dude, the guy that's doing Brad Pitt hair can like vote on like best animated short, even though he can like say, "I didn't see any of that." Like it's it, and they're and they're saying like that should be fixed. That yeah. like it should no longer like when the voting comes down, it should stick within.
1: The, the the people in the category the that should not be an
0: open all the most hard thing to vote on the only thing that has real limitations apparently is foreign film apparently you have to prove and you have to have gone to like specific screenings to prove all five
1: so that, if you that, did that plays out, yeah. I that, guess that it's reads. just
0: like it's got it's 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 they put a different lens on it where they say like you have to have gone to this specific. Everything screening.
1: foreign has higher standards, yeah, yeah. That makes that checks out.
0: <laughs> yeah, so it's actually got the smallest voting pool, is foreign film. Um so Oscar campaigns. It's essentially political. It's all it is. The Oscars um it's 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 crazy. They'll like studios will hire consultants and strategists. Yeah. To do this, they go okay. We want this movie to be nominated for Oscars, so we got to do this. you Got to do this, and they treat it like politics. They will like. I was reading these articles by these people that do it. They get hired. They're like, I work. I'm like, I work two months a year. Yeah. A studio hires me. I come in and say, okay, you got to put this narrative on your movie. It's a it's a presidential candidate. I'll it's a
1: me. it's the indie sleeper of the of the spring. That's the
0: thing. It's like, how are you going to sell this film? And so I started kind of like when i was reading this i was like okay let's oh and this this can cost from like three to ten in, in really competitive years upwards of 15 million dollars yeah just the just the uh the uh, oscar campaign that's wild. that's that's crazy um so
1: on top of all that do you have do you have the rules for how to vote for the best picture uh the best
0: picture like
1: you know I, how that works right
0: kind of maybe tell me as far it sounds as like, like you
1: know as far as i understand it's like once they get picked okay you have you have your five to ten options okay so then instead of voting for your favorite now like saying i think that should win now you and i if we're voters have to list we we list rank them from best to worst in our opinion oh and so then but that's not where it stops Then they take out like the ones that got like the least amount of votes and then they do it again and you vote again, you rank them again. And so they're slowly eliminating people. So that's why you get movies like The Green Book and uh, the one that with with Michael Keaton that came out a few years ago, uh, Spotlight, because they... Because cause you get a lot of movies that are polarizing. Either people yeah. really love them or they really hate them. So they end up at the bottom or the top and don't get <laughs> as many votes. But those movies that are like, well, I kind of enjoyed that, they end up in the middle and work their way into the finals.
0: I'm not like a scientist, but it seems like just statistically, that means the middle of the road movie always wins. Yep. Like the middle of the road movies... The com- least got offensive like movie. a ton of votes. And then when they start like killing the darlings at the bottom, those people don't necessarily go... Because honestly, if you just take human nature, if you voted for like maybe the most obscure one. Yeah. And you're now they send you the next five. You're like, well, I'm not going to vote that one. That's what everyone's going to vote for. Mm-hmm. Everyone starts voting three and four. And, yeah. and, they, and yeah. then it's just and then you're like, oh, green. And, book. Then, it's,
1: and then it gets down to yeah, You're <laughs> like, well, there's there's this. But then there's green book. Green book. I don't hate.
0: I wonder if the Grammys are like this because that's usually how the Grammys go too. It's just wild. That, the like, weird, the most pick.
1: important move, the most important award, probably of the night is is like a weird game of like rank your ho- the hottest girl in school. <laughs> okay, yeah, now weird. we're gonna now we're gonna take out all the bottom ones and we're gonna do it again.
0: Oh, that's yeah, that's weird. Officers, get, get over that. So. Yeah, it's interesting because it, they do. They treat it very political. They try to like convince people this isn't just a movie that could win. It's the one that should win. They treat yeah. it like candidates. So I was kind of looking at it, and I was looking at it last year. Example, the little South Korean engine that could. Yeah, Parasite. that's the Bernie Sanders of movies okay it's like the one you like I like it it's different enough like it's not the middle-aged hair white man that once upon a time in Hollywood is that we're used to yeah yeah yeah. it's because that's what that was that's like that's Tarantino we've seen that we've been there like but uh uh and then you had uh the Joker, which mm-hmm. is a strong candidate, but it's got a gritty past, yeah. like an unfortunate past. So you're like, probably shouldn't vote for that. It tweeted some stuff 12 years ago. And then Little Women was the middle-aged white woman that you're like, I like it. It's neat. But is it that different from the middle-aged hair white man or like the like white-haired man? Like, I'm not sure. And then, you, you know... And then it it just comes down to that. It's the story you tell. You're you're essentially putting this movie out there and saying, like, this is the one you really want. Yeah. You know, and it, it sells it like that. It builds a narrative around the movie mm-hmm. <clears throat> and says, buy this. Not necessarily what the movie is or what it contains, but, like, you're wrong if you don't vote for this. Got it. So, that is insane to me. So, Nick, which Academy Awards are we doing?
1: Well, we are traveling all the way back to 2008... Technically, we're going to the 2009 Oscars, celebrating movies from 2008.
0: The 81st Academy Awards. The Oscars always throw me off on that, too. Yeah. Like every time I have to do, like, the Oscar research for the the normal episodes, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, so this movie came out, then we're doing this year, so I gotta go to the next year. Right, right. Yeah, super goofy. Um all right, hosted by Hugh Jackman. Hey, and probably one of the best, strongest opening numbers ever. Ever. Apparently, he's not invited back because of it because he kind of just made fun of the Oscars well, he, it, for about. So, well, we're not eight gonna minutes. nominate
1: comic book actors and movies. Yeah. but or, or only a little bit. But what <laughs> you can still do the opening part.
0: It's fun because Hugh Jackman's like song and dance man. He, he would if he had been like if he had been. Uh, had his career existed in the 40s, 50s, he'd be the largest, he'd be the biggest guy on the planet. He probably would be, yeah. Uh, absolutely. He's song and dance man, but he seems to be more proud, most proud of playing Wolverine.
1: Right, right. Which is
0: something the Oscars kind of like turn their nose up at. They're like, mm-hmm. mm, I don't like it. So, okay. The reason we're picking 2008, uh, you know, the 81st Oscars. Yes. Celebrating the films of 2008 is this is the year that the Oscars could have pivoted in like, my opinion. Okay. Ratings were going down then. They could have pivoted away from being so uppity, pretentious, cinephilic, like, idiots. Right. That it's like, because the flaw of the Oscars is they're like, we're inclusive. There's a few thousand of us that pick this, and like, we treat it as high art, but we're going to put this on primetime television. We expect you, the general audience that goes and sees these movies and pays for to see these movies, because we don't. We don't yeah. pay. Mm-hmm. These things get mailed to our house. Right. You know? We want you to watch this mm-hmm. and enjoy it. And it's like, well, what the heck's The Reader? Like, that didn't come to a theater near me. Right. Like, I, d- I don't know where I could have, ex- like, even remotely... Ex- and that
1: was probably the part where Hugh Jackman lost all future Oscar Yeah, when he roles. did sing
0: What is The Reader? <laughs> the Reader. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen The Reader. Yeah. So, uh, um, it's... They could have pivoted because it was a weird year. Yeah. It had... It did have its Oscar bait movies, but it also had two superhero films break one billion dollars at the office back when this was not normal to right. go a billion the f- dollars. They were the first yeah. movies to go, oh, we made this many digits mm-hmm. as opposed to this many digits.
1: So, well, you know, I mean, the Dark Knight and Iron Man. Yeah. Because The Dark Knight itself was such a big colossal m- event movie yeah. on its own, not just because it was a sequel to a Batman series, but because the mythos and around the death of Heath Ledger that was leading up to it. Yeah, just, you
0: were going to go see essentially his last
1: right, go. and it just hyped it up to beyond like expectation, and he was able to exceed those somehow. Yeah, and then Iron Man was just fantastic. Iron Man was the start of modern modern superhero movies
0: i think it was the 2000s equivalent of jurassic park it was just a monster of a movie that it's like everyone saw it and they went home and go you need to go see this right it's a lot of fun
1: it's interesting because i was i was reading up a little bit on some retrospectives about like this year and about the dark knight in particular and they're talking about like the impact yeah about the movie and it's like while the dark knight did have this impact i think it was they were were making the argument that it hasn't really been felt until more recently. So like you had Dark Knight. It was huge. It was and it was really pushing for that idea of grounded, gritty realism, which you didn't really see in superhero movies until later, until after the Marvel Universe kicked off because the Marvel Universe kicked off and everybody and DC immediately was like, we have to do that. And it wasn't until recently that I went, let's do something different.
0: Well, okay, so I agree that hindsight does play a part in this because you didn't know that uh, the Dark Knight was essentially going to change cinema. Yeah, it did. It's mm-hmm. it, Dark Knight will always be this weird pinpoint that says cinema changed here. Right, like things went a different direction. It, the Oscars changed even. Mm-hmm. They, this is the next years when they said maybe we should have more than five nominees because people got super pissed. Yeah, you know, um, or at least the year, the year after. Um, they and uh, Iron Man. Uh, no one knew that it was going to.
1: Be what it is. Be
0: the beginning of a twenty-two film story, right? You know, even if Disney kind of had an idea, we didn't. Because there's always thought, been movies this that are fun.
1: Because there's always been movies that like have like a little stinger at the end that might hint to a sequel or might yeah. hint. And but you had no idea that like there was this laid out kind of plan in mind in case it was successful
0: well yeah i mean honestly i mean we won't go deep into the 2008 films because we'll eventually do 2008 on a real episode where yeah. we'll dissect the year further but if you go through 2008 there's a lot of movies yeah. that were supposed to be here's the start of a franchise mm-hmm. nobody saw them. yeah you know so yeah hindsight i think plays a part but for context the dark knight or iron man you can use either both made one billion dollars yeah and doubt in Milk, two of the nominees for Best Picture, right? Both made about fifty million. Okay. It, they made a fraction, yeah. You know of a, yeah. of, of, uh, and so I think that even if you you do have hindsight, that factors into the cultural impact. Maybe no one thought, oh, these two movies are going to be culturally important. Yeah, you know. But you do have to. At least, I think the Oscars had a thing to go. Well, crap, people love these. Yeah. Like we should probably consider that. Mm-hmm. That especially since we are an award show that wants viewership. Mm-hmm. Maybe we 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 leave a fifth spot for something that made more than $100 million.
1: Well, it's it's weird because it's like especially the past 20 years. It seems like a lot of the Oscars has just been like you said, it it, it caters to these indie smaller very Oscar bait movies that not many people have access to.
0: Well, you know what else? I think that it's 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 this ugly truth that makes us kind of like look at the Oscar. I mean, I watch the Oscars every year. Yeah, I, 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 you're right. People do treat it kind of like a Super Bowl, but I do sit down knowing that I'm going to yell at the TV quite a bit. Yeah, you know, like I'm going to be frustrated. You know, heck, when the Oscar nominees come out, it's usually a bad day for me. You know. <laughs> And so, I do look at it, but I think what it is, is because we know what Hollywood is. Hollywood is a bottom line, multi-billion dollar industry. Right. But then they all get together one night, put on their fancy clothes, go to something, go, no, this is art. And he goes, bullcrap. Like, that's bullcrap. I read all the articles about why this guy didn't get cast, and this guy got casted because it's a bottom dollar thing. Mm-hmm. So, like, grow up. Put the Dark Knight in the nominations and like and let's move on with and like it. leave the reader out of this. Yeah. Like, but again, the reader fit like ticks their boxes. Yeah, it's got previous winners mm-hmm. in the cast. It's period. I well, actually period like, piece. I have no idea what the readers is. It is the, the
1: story I, I watched and read about it this past week. It is about a you watch the reader. I watched pieces of it. Oh,
0: it's like where did I, you find it?
1: I, you have to rent it. You have to buy it. Actually, uh, okay, you I can't would imagine. rent it. Um, but it's about a uh basically it's about a a lady that was a guard during at auschwitz an auschwitz style like place I, I, and they basically she was in trouble and was found in america for and they're putting her on trial for like the murders of all these people during world war ii ba- basically jewish people
0: i think if you added a sixth box it's world war ii
1: yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah.
0: Oscar's love World Just, War II. Yeah, yeah. That specific World War. They're mm-hmm. like, "Yes, oh, this World, World War 2. Yeah. It had everything. Nazis." But let
1: and- me <laughs> so let me dive into the the weirdness of this movie. So it's like, yeah, you sound it sounds like, yeah, this checks off the boxes about it's it's World War II adjacent. It, it's 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 yeah. about the crimes and stuff. The movie is about her playing she's 35 years old in this movie, she's having an affair with a 15-year-old.
0: Ah. Interesting.
1: And he reads and he goes to school and stuff. He's really smart. He ends up becoming like a lawyer later on when he is at the trial and she's in the trial, you know. And but yeah, so this very strange uh, adolescent <laughs> affair, but he reads to her all the time. And she, and you find out at the end of the movie that she can't read. Huh? And so when she when she goes to prison, she learns to read and actually reads a letter from one of the. Uh survivors of the event that she was a part of and ends up hanging herself from the guilt Ah, sorry if there's any spoilers there but i don't know how many of you're actually going to have access or even see the reader
0: i think if you haven't seen the reader <laughs> yet <laughs> at this point it's you're probably okay with the spoiler
1: but um, <laughs> but like you said it, it it not it checks off all the boxes kate winslet's performance from from all the all the material i got to watch looks like she does a great job but it, it seems like it really rides on those two things of like it's a period piece of during world war ii with a big name in the movie
0: i feel like you just described to me a really great concept for a short film <laughs> I don't know why they like drug this out for two hours. I don't know, man. Okay. Oh, whatever. Okay, cool. My wife, who uh, it would be, she doesn't really, she's not a movie person, but she, if she was, she'd be more of a criterion channel cinephile. Okay. That's, that's her thing. I mean, she, she, she is kind of uppity like that. Um, and uh, she watched Doubt. Yeah, like in the last year, because it was on Netflix. And she's like, hey, this look I, I look at doubt. I'm like, this looks terribly boring. Right. And she's like, oh, well, this looks good. And she said she hated it. Okay. She kept falling. She took like three naps in doubt. And I think I napped the whole time. So that's yeah. And that that's what I'm saying is there. there's it's it's gross. Um, so I think the cap that off, it's the Oscars don't necessarily care that much about the general Audience, right? It wants to be perceived as this higher, prestigious thing. When it's like, no, but you're, you're Hollywood.
1: But they're also all about here recently too. In the past ten years, about like being topical.
0: Yeah, and that's so, the thing. So when a
1: movie, when a movie highlights a certain. Uh, group that's neat, like, you know, we, we've we had the thing where...
0: Just say it. Black Panther.
1: Black Panther came out, you know. Ten years
0: and, ago, Black Panther, if the same movie came out, yeah. would not have been. No, it wouldn't
1: but have been. But it's
0: because society's forcing the uh, the question and in the, in, in the conversation about African-American representation right. in Hollywood. And so, yeah, if you're part of the voting and like you're for the first time ever, you're kind of thinking like, well, we do look bad, Yeah, you know, like you do vote that up. You're like, yeah, let's do it. Let's let's get some. Let's like let's make a powerful statement here. And I think that the Oscars will always be that way now because yeah. it's social media and like now we're, and that's one of the the benefits of social media is now giant conversations are always mm-hmm. happening that you cannot like avoid. Yeah. So yeah, I th- that's a great point. It and is I, topical. I, I
1: think it's <clears throat> it's hard because and trying not to get too far into this so we can keep the podcast rolling, but. I think they just have to strike this balance between honoring the bigger hits of the year that have had like a huge cultural impact, but also highlighting movies that they feel like are making, are voicing um, something for another, a a subset of peoples or something like black representation, gay representation, uh, trans representation and stuff like that.
0: That, See, now that's like, and, and here's the question
1: is and this has been brought up before
0: um typically with 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 black with you know with the with the black representation um, but again you also have to think of asian representation you have to think of yeah. latino representation right, you have right. to think of lgbtq representation you have to you have to start covering all the bases but someone's always suggested well have best black actor have best asian actor you know which again it's like okay well the oscars now have to be like 8 hours long and and things like that but it starts you start wondering is like are we making exceptions in defiling like the award in of itself because and putting asterisk by everything Mm -hmm. by like subcategorizing it out yeah which is the conversation that's why i don't think they've ever done it and i don't and i think that's why they're hesitant to do it they because again their whole thing is prestige and they're like well we don't want to uh you know, risk the purity of the award by making subcategories for everything. Well,
1: I don't think they should make subcategories. I just think, and I think that they're making changes now to where, like, the voters themselves are not predominantly white.
0: Well, that's the big thing. Is like, uh, from the like the the top on down, it's been predominantly white, and they're starting to change that. You yeah, know, they're starting to get my more diverse, and I think that's really the only option. Because at the end of the day, when you're talking about an award, you really It does have to be what's the best. Mm -hmm. It can't be like okay, so we have five best actress slots. We need to have one Latina. List, yeah. We we need to have one African American. We have to have one Asian. And then it goes well, but what if they weren't technically within the top ten? You know, performances. Like, what if now it's just what we're labeling them as. Is what's getting them in the thing. So I really do think that the only real option is to just continue to diversify those six thousand voters, yeah, and add in those representations that are going to have those conversations, right? To have more gay voters go, like, did you see this movie? Because it maybe didn't cross your radar, but mm-hmm. like the the lead is trans, and, yeah. and, and, and it's like, no, I didn't see that, you know. So yeah, I think that's the best way you can handle uh, that. All right, so we're going to go through the categories, the big categories, right? So this is really what we're going to do. Is and we're going to we're going to like tell you who was nominated, who won, and then maybe what we would have fixed. Okay, <laughs> which just means we're abusing our time machine as always. Always. Yeah.
1: Um, what else, or do you use a time machine for?
0: So let's start. Where do you want to start?
1: I, I suppose we can just do it. What What do you have listed? What 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 is in your categories here?
0: I have. Best Actor and Best Supporting Actor, Best Actress, Best Supporting Actress, Um, and we don't have to cover all these. Yeah, Uh, I have Best Picture, the two writing, Adapted and Original, and then Director.
1: Director, I'm sure we could talk about. Yeah. It's just hard to like, in my mind, it's, it's one of those things, it's hard to like sit there and go, what all has a director what is the influence of a director Oh, in a movie? I got an answer, though. You got an answer, oh, though? Oh, I have a... Let's just start with let's, Best Director. Okay, all right. All right,
0: because I got one. Uh, and again, this is all for the sake of conversation. Oh, I am doing all sorts of things. But we're
1: changing history as we do it.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um. So Best Director nominees this yeah. year were... Stephen Daldry, The Reader. Yeah. Gus Van Sant, Milk. Yep. Ron Howard for Frost Nixon. Yeah. David Fincher for The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. mm And then Danny Boyle pulls off the win with Slumdog Millionaire. Boom. Which you watched.
1: I did. This week. I did. In prep. Yesterday.
0: I think I saw most of it in pieces like years ago.
1: Yeah. I didn't watch this movie for 12 years because of how how, it was very much in spite because I felt like it stole all the thunder of the Dark Knight. I think this
0: is why I haven't watched most of these movies. Right. It was like, I still have a grudge against this Oscars, which is why we've chosen this Oscars <laughs> yeah. to go back and fix. So you, don't, you didn't really want to go deep in the deep dive for the director.
1: I mean, we can. We can talk about it.
0: I just put J.J. Abrams for Cloverfield. Okay. <laughs> I think he put in way more work than everyone else with the marketing that went in that movie.
1: Well, is that, is that Abrams or is that
0: his it was marketing his studio? Team? So okay. he had like his bad robot. Yeah. I think it's one of the first films that he kind of like rolled the dice on that he was like putting all himself into. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and all the marketing's genius. They had all this hidden internet stuff you had to go through to give you all the backstory to the monster. Mm-hmm. And then I think they did a really cool job in the fact that like there's still theories that there's more than one monster in the movie. Yeah, like it's shot in certain ways. Uh, you can pause it and go. I think there's a second monster. You never really know if it's just
1: one or two. Well, if you watch any of the adjacent movies, yeah, you you it's kind of you learn a little bit. But
0: uh, Tin Cloverfield Lane's great. Cloverfield yeah. Paradox could have done without.
1: It's it's fun in a weird, it's, crazy yeah, sci fi way, right. but it's not like required viewing or anything. The, the, the
0: hype was in the Super Bowl announcement.
1: <laughs> I will say, and I I don't really know. Again, this is the thing. It's like I don't know how to attribute. How much? How much I should attribute a director's influence into a movie because, like Danny Boyle, so Slumdog Millionaire, actually a really good movie. Yeah, really great cinematography. Yeah, and um, some pretty good editing for like, and especially during a lot of chase scenes and stuff, and a lot of the way that they shot it, and the the framework of the movie is around uh, Dev Patel, the main character, uh, playing who wants to be a millionaire in India. Yeah, and so. it's really well edited. It's really well shot. But again, you sit there and go, how much of that is the director or how much of that is the cinematographer editor?
0: The direct directing is a weird thing because they're, they're definitely, it's an almost an overhyped role uh because filmmaking is collaborative but a lot of like directors get like oh well you really get the you're, auteur you're solely responsible yeah, yeah. A- auteur theory is crap. that's absolute bullcrap and so and half the time when you you describe a an auteur director's auteur you can go literally go this guy's used the same cinema photographer every movie and he's the auteur this is his stank that he's putting on it not like not that dude's um but that's what I'm saying. Like the fact that there's things like auteur theories proves my point that directors are sometimes over hot. You glorified. you do need a guy that's gonna keep a huge collaboration of people, like focus, going, yeah, and like know what they're doing, no lenses, know all that, all all the technical stuff. But you're right, I'm not even a director groupie half the time on our actual podcast when we get to director, I'm like I didn't write anyone down, yeah, you know it's and that's there's no director whose entire filmography is like holistically great, yeah, you know even people that go Kubrick made x amount of perfect movies like no he didn't some of them are bad in, in fact most of them are bad <laughs> alfred hitchcock same thing it's like dude i love alfred hitchcock but he's got some he's got some he's got some stank movies in there you know that in, it's the same thing burton he made some bad ones i mean we're currently in burton's bad phase. yeah he's, he's going out with a whimper not a bang it's it's that stuff so i i do have directors i enjoy but i can honestly say like joel schumacher made bad movies even yeah. though i like most of his movies so uh yeah, I just, J.J. Abrams, if nothing else, if you've watched Cloverfield, awesome, but if you've never, like, go to Reddit or something and find the marketing campaign and follow that rabbit hole, it's Do you, do you think
1: there's an argument for Christopher Nolan here? For, oh, yeah, there is! Because I was watching a movie, or some stuff about it recently, and it's like, he literally, it was brought up, and it was like, he literally improved himself during this filmmaking by pushing forward with IMAX. Like IMAX forced him to be a a better filmmaker because he went from shooting a lot of coverage and which just basically means like you're you're getting a lot of different angles and stuff and and shooting a lot of tight shots to suddenly being forced to pull back and use camera techniques and stuff like like your rack focuses and and getting and using the entire field of stuff like it changed the way he made film and actually made him a better filmmaker. He's even admitted it himself.
0: You know, I don't think I've ever been properly offended for Nolan here. You you raise a great point. Yeah. I don't think that I ever got mad for Nolan. Like maybe I should be
1: like mad. Well, like, like that, that he didn't, he's didn't not get nominated nominated at all.
0: Well, because usually, I mean, at least where we're at now with the Oscars is they will recognize these bigger blockbuster movies with... They're like, we'll give you a directing nom. You're not going to win it, but Mm -hmm. we'll, we'll acknowledge that. You know, it's the Mad Max thing. Yeah. Won the most Oscars, Fury Road, the year it got nominated for everything... But the biggest thing I think it was nominated for was director.
1: Yeah, you know. Oh no, he got best it, picture. Yeah,
0: he got nominated for best picture. You're right. They, 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 but that's because they're now allowed to do.
1: That's because of 12 the Dark movies. Night. Yeah.
0: You know, they're like we can nominate twelve movies. You know, if we want to. So you're not gonna win. But hey, look, look, we watched lo- looks it. Looks nice, it's right? A thing. And Morton, you get to
1: put that on the uh, DVD, Morton Blu-ray cool. title.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, Morton Joe, uh, so, yeah, but uh, Abrams. I, it was a fun movie. Okay. I'm, I just had to plug Cloverfield. No, yeah, definitely, here. yeah. Okay, let's do... Uh, that
1: one J.J. movie that I really loved.
0: Did you Did you dive deep in any of the directing or the writing?
1: I didn't. No, okay. So let's walk through it.
0: Okay, so they have two writing... Category so there's always one that's and essentially this is because of the Oscars have a box yeah so they have original screenplay which I think they're kind of like yeah that's cool but then they have adapted screenplay where they're like ooh great this was a book or a play or something that we love you know and every single Best Picture nomination was an adapted screenplay this year except which for milk off our list except yeah. for milk milk was an original screenplay but everything else but was it was adapted. a biopic. Yeah, but it was a biopic. Yeah. And uh so I just kind of wrote down Obviously Slumdog Millionaire won Best Adapted. It it yeah. Slumdog kind of swept this year. It's based
1: off a book called Q&A, I believe. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And uh, the Simon Beaufoy wrote the screenplay mm-hmm. for it, but for Best Adapted Screenplay, I put Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. It's based off a book.
1: Oh, it's based off a book?
0: Yeah. And the book's interesting because it's each chapter is either written from the perspective of Nick yeah. or Nora, and they had two authors, one male, one female, write the book. That's... Huh. And they would kind of play off what the one wrote before.
1: That's wild. Which is
0: a cool way to write a book.
1: Yeah. Which would have been interesting. How was it? Was it directed by two different people? I don't think so. That would have been interesting. That would have like, been cool To have also a male-female uh, duo film. Yeah. From the, but I don't know I haven't seen Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist
0: It's It's a It's a very It's a more mild But kind of Spiritual film Like Six sequel To uh, Scott Pilgrim Okay It's not as fantastical Yeah But it is Michael Sarah In that exact same vein Got it If you took that character out And put him in more Of a romantic teen movie That's it That's it But it, it. it's really A fun movie Okay uh, I really That was one of the best Movies I saw that year
1: Again I'm gonna make Another argument here and it, it, there was no, like, confirmation that it was based off of a certain comic, but if, and I guess that's the thing, like, if if they come out and said, the Dark Knight is actually, we're pulling from, we're adapting it from uh, the Long Halloween or something like I that. I
0: think Nolan, I think for all three, like, he Essentially, sided from three. He would always like kind of like go. I pulled from three different yeah. stories, mm-hmm. and I amalgamated them into one movie. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you what the uh, the Joker ones are off of. I mean, there are aspects of the Killing Joke, and that the Joker doesn't really know yeah. who he is. Mm-hmm. That was the big thing yeah. that he's got. Yeah, he can tell a story, but at the end, he's like, I don't know if it's a lie, right? You know, and then and you know, uh. But yeah, I mean, there is. And the fact that no matter what the story or the characters are from a comic book, so it is adapted somewhat. It's based on characters Mm -hmm. uh, created by DC Uh, for original screenplay. Listen, I'm going to this might be a hot take. Okay, might be a hot take. So milk one. You know, written written by Dustin Lance Black, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, that was from stronger nominees, because essentially the adaptive screenplay was just all the...
1: All the main picture nominees. It was Curious
0: Case, Doubt, Frost Nixon, The Reader. Yeah. But uh, so the original screenplay, Wally, in Bruges, which is a really good film. I need to watch that one, yeah. It's it's really solid. Happy-Go-Lucky and Frozen River. Uh, The Milk one. I put... And I watched this recently. Okay. And the I tweeted while in the middle of this saying, "This movie is like really well written, taken. Okay, <laughs> beat for beat, it's a really like fast paced, doesn't spend too much time in any one place movie."
1: So, it's kind of have a diehard mindset. It kind of does. Every 10 pages we get something. But it's new. actually
0: maybe a more appropriate link. That hours like two and a half hours. Okay. Like, Taken comes into like 90 something minutes. It's ah, like. See, there. there that, that's that's where the it, problem. That's it's where too screwed short. Up. The Oscars are like, it was okay, but I needed 20 more minutes. So, um, but Taken is actually really well written. Yeah. It's like, it just it doesn't waste time. It's always moving in like every scene is not you're like there's not a law yeah even a lot of my most favorite movies have lulls where you're like i could do without that scene you know like tombstone for example has that weird kurt russell on a date with the girl that's not his wife scene like right smack dab in the middle and you're like this is this movie's already like and half here? hours <laughs> yeah don't need this but Taken just moves and moves and moves yeah so it's really well written in terms of like being a society like a really concise script that's in my opinion pretty strong so, just wanted to knock those two out. Yeah, yeah. Um let's go to the actors. Okay. Uh let's do the supporting actress and best actress cuz I really didn't have a lot here. Okay. Because actresses are still to this day not necessarily getting the most fun roles. No. And that's that's the issue. I, re- I mean like I you you for every fu- like impersonator Furiosa, you have like a thousand female roles that are like well, she plays the wife, and she's just kind of there to support the main character or the mm-hmm. mom. It's just like you know, there definitely needs to. Do it, like- it's
1: definitely like I mean, a lot of the lead female roles too. It's it's your it's your Erin Brokovich types, it's like Oscar, a bait. woman making making a change, a kind yeah. of a revolution, which is which, which is, is great, fine. and it's it's good to get highlighted those stories about those women that are making difference. I mean, we're still in a world where and which Natalie Portman. Portman pointed out to us that most of the nominees are male directors and stuff. Like, yeah, and there are like, I you know, having seen Lady Bird and the new version of Little Women, like, I I that's that's a director with a voice that when I'm watching those movies.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, like, you have to like, it's weird that the Oscars avoid horror so much because I feel like horror is always five years ahead. Like, if you look sometimes, at, if you look at the horror world right now, there all in on female directors they're all in on female like writers really i mean like this uh this uh girl i follow on twitter named kim who hosts uh, a podcast called a uh, uh, Nightmare on film street yeah she just sold the screenplay okay and it's horror and it's like dude it's because the horror community doesn't look at women and go like can yeah, can you really write yeah like they're like nah cool send that in mm-hmm. like that that's awesome so like I, I look forward to like when you get something like an Furio Furiosa, like this is really awesome female character that's not bogged down in female stereotypes. Yeah. She's technically more badass than Mad Max.
1: No, yeah. But in that movie. Yeah. Mad Max
0: may be the more boring character in that movie. Yeah. The yeah. most boring character in that movie. Right. Everyone else is like, this is great. He's almost I'm like, glad he's there. He's
1: almost just the <laughs> our the avatar for the audience into this world.
0: It's It was exceptionally well made for that and so and i love it and i love that the first like i I like that they're springing off and they're gonna make an impersonator movie you know like that's their next obvious thing it's like we're gonna make a furiosa movie it's like that's awesome go deeper on that character you know she has a scene where you get to like kind of see her be feminine you know and like and, and that's great and like they don't completely erase her femininity but it's it's awesome that they didn't bog the character down in it right so I, what did you write anything
1: uh for best start, let, let me run down the list for me
0: okay so the supporting role was marissa tomei the wrestler yes Play a stripper uh taraji p henson curious case of benjamin button yes viola davis doubt amy adams doubt and penelope cruz for vicky christina barcelona
1: I have Want seen it. two of these movies. Uh-huh. Wrestler and Benjamin Button. Okay. I think uh, Tahari P. Henson did a really good job in that movie. It was very much, I mean, that movie is often compared to Forrest Gump, and she's definitely the Mama Gump of that movie.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure.
1: Um, for The Sally Field role, if you will. Yeah. Uh, Marissa Tomei does a good job um, in Wrestler, but it's really a Mickey Rourke's movie.
0: It's really Mickey Rourke's movie. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So and I again doubt I'm the same with you. I see it and and I worry that I'll fall asleep 5 minutes in. I'm sure it's 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 I'm sure it's touching on some important things and themes that are going on and things that need to be highlighted within the church and stuff like that, but it's not my type of movie, you know.
0: So here's who I would throw in there. Okay. I again I I haven't seen a lot of these in Penelope Cruz can really throw down when she wants to so i'm not gonna like say she shouldn't have won i yeah. have not seen vicky christina barcelona but i would throw in maggie gyllenhaal from dark Knight for <laughs> this reason alone okay just to make kate what's her face even more mad <laughs> Kate Winslet? No, no, Kate, uh, who
1: oh, was like Scientology. Oh, S- oh, oh Katie, Katie Holmes.
0: Yeah, Scientology gave her to Tom Cruise, gave mm-hmm. Katie Holmes to Tom Cruise, and then Tom Cruise says she can't act or something You're, anymore. You
1: have to make a movie with, uh, Queen Latifah.
0: Yeah, and, uh, yeah, you have to make, uh, Mad Money. Yeah. <laughs> or something. <laughs> so, no Dark Knight sequel for you. So, Mackie Gyllenhaal, just for sheer tact alone of saying, like, I'll take this role, should get at least the nomination. Uh, and I think there's more heavy lifting for the character yeah, in Dark Knight yeah, than I'd there agree was with that, yeah. in, in Begins.
1: She it was a little it leaned a little more in Damsel in Distress and Batman Begins. I'm just and saying. And she was a much more active kind of pushing Bruce Wayne throughout the second movie.
0: I'm just saying bump Amy Adams for doubt out. I mean we already got Viola Dayers for doubt da- for out or for doubt. Yeah. So we don't need to Bump Amy Adams out because she's the new Meryl Streep. If she like burps And it's audibly picked up by a microphone on a movie. She gets an Oscar nomination.
1: It's probably the best burp you've ever heard in your life, (laughs) Corey.
0: Probably. So she'll get more and just throw Maggie Gyllenhaal in. Penelope Cruz can keep the win.
1: Okay. All right. (laughs) I'm
0: okay with it. Uh, Did you have anyone down?
1: No, I didn't.
0: Okay. And then honestly, I couldn't really think of anyone for actress in a leading role. In
1: leading role? Yeah. Because, I mean, in the leading role, we have the winner, Kate Winslet, for, yeah. in the reader. And then you had Anne Hathaway and Rachel getting married, which was kind of like an indie kind of like drama, dramedy. I watched it. Yeah.
0: Back then. OK. I don't remember what it's about.
1: Yeah. And then Changeling with Angelina Jolie, Frozen River, Miss, Melissa Leo, and then Meryl Streep with Doubt. It, it You're kind of right. Like it is. It's almost like just check off the list. Find all the super serious drama movies.
0: My issue when I was researching this, this is like these are probably the most interesting female roles. Yeah, you know
1: because because otherwise, yeah, you're it's it's literally like
0: it's maybe the one pro to Oscar bait movies is yeah. they're like, well, we take women seriously, right? Unlike most, unlike other, other movies, movies, movies where it's like you're the
1: girlfriend, you're the wife. Yeah, you're, like
0: Gwyneth Paltrow in Iron Man, it's like nah, I wouldn't nominate you for an Oscar, right? You're just Iron Man's girlfriend. Yeah, you know, and Sadly. it's like
1: so which so so it's it's it's, it's that double edged sword a little bit it's like yeah. yes it's a lot of, it's become cliche the types of roles that are not normally nominated but it is giving women like actual meaty roles that they can actually sink their teeth into that isn't just it, it obviously like a movie that they aren't sitting in a room talking about a guy or something.
0: Yeah. They're not breaking the, the rule yeah. that, that exists where yeah. it's like two women on screen talking about something that's not a male character. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. So, yeah, I mean, I just left him Kate wins. I mean,
1: was she good in the reader? She, she did, looks like she did a good job. I, I, you know, I luckily thanks to YouTube, they usually have quite a bit of highlights from certain movies. And so, it, it looked like she, she did a full range of emotions from it because it was part ro- romance part kind of had some funny bits, but then it, when it got serious, uh, you know, we got to see her really put on her acting chops.
0: Yeah. I mean, honestly, I, don't remember much about Rachel getting married, but I don't remember being at the time even going like oh Anne Hathaway. I think that was the first
1: I think that was the first time that we saw like adult Anne Hathaway where and she maybe sh- that's what it was. Yeah, and it was just like, Oh, you're no, you're Princess Diaries Girl and she's like playing kind of uh, she what the she's character kind of like an outcast yeah. in a family type mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. yeah.
0: I, I I remember very little. I and I think maybe that's what it was. It's just like, oh she's making the right moves. Mm-hmm. She's making Efron moves. Yeah. <laughs>
1: she's trying to shed herself of, of, of being the Disney princess, uh, yeah. literally.
0: All right, let's go on to the actors' supporting role. Okay. All right, so this is this this was this was a win for us general audience yeah, types. Yeah, yeah. This was the one, this is the one
1: we really we were like, if you messed this up, Oscars. Yeah, it's
0: like this is this is your one shot not to have everyone turn off their TV right, at once immediately. So you had Michael Shannon for Revolutionary Road. Yeah, or uh, er, Road,
1: a movie that was that was not given a lot of love. No. Which which is weird because it's reuniting Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet after Titanic. Mm-hmm. They're playing a mar- married couple that's having trouble. <laughs> Maybe that was the thing. I think was, that's the issue. It was just too Nobody much of a Nobody wants downer. to watch
0: it. Yeah. It's like, no.
1: Because <laughs> it's just too painful.
0: Yeah. Well, they were part of the best love story ever. And now we have to watch them fall apart. It'd be like the equivalent of Ryan Gosling and Rachel McAdams in a movie after Notebook, mm. like getting a divorce. Yeah. you like, no. Okay. Like, they started Marriage Story, and you're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, okay. Then you had Philip Seymour Hoffman for Doubt. Yeah. Robert Downey Jr. in a really weird nomination for Tropic Thunder. Which... Which may or may not have aged well. Yeah. Josh Brolin for Milk. Yeah. And then Heath Ledger posthumously wins for The Dark Knight.
1: As it should have been.
0: As it should have been.
1: Uh yeah. I mean enough has been said over the past twelve years about that role preceding it during its release after.
0: It's it's now the it's the bar by which the Joker is like yeah essentially i mean two. it was at
1: a point where we, when it was coming out everybody was like you can't beat jack nicholson and yeah. now now it's like you can't beat
0: heath ledger yeah
1: but i'm not 100 sure if it's now on joaquin well i think now it's become a thing where it's like you just pick your flavor
0: well i it's that and no one's flavor is leto not his fault
1: not his fault <laughs> not his fault to be
0: clear yeah to be clear that's just some weird decisions got he they tried to pivot so hard away from ledger yeah that it yeah overcorrection there Mm -hmm. and so yeah i think you're right it's just pick your poison
1: i think the more interesting thing to talk about is the fact that um a guy got nominated for playing a character in pretty much blackface yeah in in 2008
0: it's true like rdj now
1: what and it's it's that weird kind of line because it's like well you get a little leeway because you are mocking actors that feel like they have that that privilege to be able to do that but at the same time it's still blackface
0: okay here's my (laughs) here's my hot take okay i'm not sure if rdj doesn't maybe deserve the win doesn't deserve it the performance is stupidly good if you look at that performance just based on Acting, okay. Just the the playing another character. Mm-hmm. It's a ridiculously stupid good. I mean, role. he's
1: he's playing three characters. He
0: plays a like Daniel Day Lewis, yeah, but like an Australian or New Zealand. It's like Daniel Day, Day-, Day- Lewis meets Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe, who is obsessed with winning Oscars, and takes the role of a black Vietnam War hero pigmatizes his skin yeah. black and then it's, it's it's that one scene at the end where he starts like falling out of character and he starts going into multiple the whole time you're like i couldn't do that in 100 years <laughs> there's a reason there's not youtube videos of people like recreating this this is yeah this is rdj coming out of like essentially announced 2008's a big rdj year. it is it's his it's, year that scene and Iron Man, but it almost seems like that scene in Tropic Time, there's him like kicking the door down, saying like, "I'm out of jail for real." <laughs> you guys, like, I'm not going back. S- you guys slept on Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Yeah, no, this is real. And <laughs> <laughs> it's like, dang, that that is a ridiculously stupid movie, but it's a good, that's yeah. a good performance.
1: And I mean, honestly, we, I mean, and we've talked about earlier about how comedy gets the shaft so much.
0: It it, it,
1: it takes something that's so on one level meta, but also a little crazy to, to get the attention of the Oscars, you know? Trop- but it's also a movie about movies.
0: Tropic Thunder, it's it's a fun movie. Watch it. Yeah. And you know, and, and probably it's definitely the Oscars are glad that RDJ didn't win this. Right. Yeah. They're like, I mean in hindsight, they're <laughs> <Oof>. like, Whew <laughs> <laughs> Like, thank goodness he didn't get that. Yeah, might have to take it away. You know, like might honestly have to like you Pull know that back a little uh, bit. Um, but it is overshadowed by the fact that Ben Stiller is way more appropriate in that movie with the simple Jack character. I think. I yeah. think that even actually overshadows that, help, that the, might help the blackface. They're like, oh, Ben Stiller just absolutely makes fun of handicapped people right. with like pulling zero punches. Yeah, yeah, and so and. I think the beauty of the RDJ rule is I think RDJ's playing himself. I think he's playing a guy who's trying to be taken seriously again. Yeah. You know, he come he he's he was out of jail in like two thousand five, mm-hmm. but he made these movies that he, people seem to kinda like just be ignoring, blah, 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 or whatever. And then I think this is it's weirdly enough, it's almost like he isn't in on the, on the joke of the movie. Yeah. He's so meta. He's mm-hmm. like this is a stupid comedy movie, but like, I'm taking this super seriously. <laughs> like, in that movie, is also, I don't know that Tom Cruise should have got a nomination here.
1: Oh, for I'm sure, I'm sure it was brought up. I'm sure he, cause I remember, actually, I do remember like that being a conversation of like, oh, Tom Cruise should be nominated for this role. I'm not sure
0: if he shouldn't have. It's pretty fantastic. <laughs> it's so against type. It's almost like he left Scientology for a year. Had a lot of fun, <laughs> and then went back. Is
1: his year abroad?
0: Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna go play this ridiculously crass, over
1: the top character, Weinstein esque character.
0: Okay, I'm gonna end this category though by saying that I do think that Russell Brand should have got a nomination for, for forgetting Sarah Marshall.
1: I feel like that's more of a he over- VMA. He was a <laughs> gr-
0: that was a great character. The character got its own movie. Yeah, get him to the Greek. Yeah, but you I, know,
1: I think that's too far into comedy.
0: I just remember that movie really standing out that year. Yeah, it was it was, was, a, it was huge a big movie. Deal. Yeah, and I just remember being like, by far the best part of it. Yeah, I
1: mean been. that's the movie that made him basically. Oh
0: yeah, and I don't know what took him away from us, <laughs>
1: Russell Brand. Where are you? He he stopped being funny and started being more intellectual. Like he uh, does, he does a lot of like. You can be
0: both. George Carlin was good at it. Yeah. So, uh, moving on okay let's go do the actor in a leading role okay okay so the nominees were mickey rourke the wrestler brad pitt the curious case of benjamin button Franklin langella frost nixon richard jenkins the visitor and sean Penn. Willen or one for milk
1: i think this is one of those where it's like i think all five of these had pretty strong cases to be nominated the only one i didn't see was richard jenkins and the visitor but he has such a a wide range of ability
0: i remember this was like part of that two-year stretch where richard jenkins was a huge deal yeah like like because he's a character actor mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden he comes out and he's like oh no he no he's richard jenkins yeah yeah no, i mean honestly i would i would put like the stepbrothers role <laughs> Up for up for a nomination, maybe over the visitor, but that's just me. And honestly, maybe Mary Steenburgen should have been our 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 Our, conversation for leading actress Is this
1: is this the year that Step Brothers came out?
0: Yeah, Step Brothers is two thousand eight, and that was the other huge, absolutely huge movie. Like nine times, nine out of ten times, if you ask people what their favorite Will Ferrell
1: movie is, they're gonna say Step Brothers. It's highly quotable. Yeah,
0: it's ridiculous.
1: you yeah. <laughs> you can't forget your dinosaur, Corey.
0: Yeah, but Richard Jenkins won this or was nominated, no, no. nominated for this nominated. and also made step brothers in the same year.
1: That's a banner year that, for, That's a good year. It's a good year when you can do both. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I I I've seen wrestler, I've seen Curious Case of Benjamin Button. I did a lot of reading and watched a lot of clips from Frost Nixon and Milk, which I'm not saying like that equivalent is equivalent to actually watching the movie, but you get an idea for it. I yeah, and I feel like I feel like Franklin Gill did – it seemed like with that movie, like he did a really good job at humanizing Nixon, mm-hmm. which is interesting. And I watching it now or watching the clips of it now, like it seems interesting and it, it talks about how media kind of portrayed him yeah. and stuff and how he had – ch- he was talking in one of the scenes he talks about how he has to uh, – he had to adapt from that uh, televised debate with Kennedy
0: it's a cool movie that I didn't get its due because it's an alternate perspective, yeah. Which people sometimes don't like. They're right. like, especially now, yeah, where you're like, I don't want to be told to think differently. I don't want to be
1: told that Nixon is a regular human. Yeah, being. Yeah, you don't want to. Yeah. They took a lot of a lot of uh, dramatic uh, license with it because, like, like the phone call he has before the final interview, and then and then the stuff he's where he actually admits to the to being to to doing the stuff with Watergate like it wasn't necessarily the case
0: I mean we're about to get a bunch of Trump movies in the next like decade five to ten years yeah and eventually one of them will be uh but look at it from this viewpoint yeah let's humanize this man and I think you'll get the exact same movie
1: well I mean we got downfall with Hitler so
0: yeah 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 um, for sure. I mean it's 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 you'll always have those movies. This was this one Frost Nixon was well done.
1: Yeah. I think but I think uh I really think Mickey Rourke got robbed. Yeah. Here. Sean Penn Sean Penn is great and he has a he's always good at like diving into his character. Acting. And, he's just yeah, good he's, at he's just acting. Good acting, you know. Yeah, he's I mean fantastic. he does his thing. Uh but yeah, I mean b- both are both are great performances, but you know, this was a year of comebacks and like this was Mickey. we mm-hmm. kind of just going like, this is all I have left. Like yeah. it, it was very like paralleling it's his own the life. The perfect
0: actor yeah. for that role. Yeah. It's this dude that was huge in the eighties was supposed to be bigger than nineties. I mean, life happens. Yeah. And then he comes back for this one final match. Mm-hmm. And I really think if you're talking about the strategic consultants, like that's the better story that got yeah. told in terms of like what movie should have won and like i think that it's mickey Rourke should have got the
1: yeah, win here i think it's another another it's it's that balancing act of like obviously it should be the best actor but it's 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 not like you can't mathematically sit there and go this or that or this is technic this is mathematically the better performance but I mean, the the great thing about Milk is that it did highlight, it was a great highlight for the gay community because it, I mean, it touches upon Harvey Milk's life and, and like watching it and reading about it, like you learned about how he was one of the first, uh, uh, is politician the right word? Uh pe- he was an people activist. People to take, an activist, yeah. but also one of the first out uh, gay men yeah. to actually get yeah, a position. Yeah, get into politics, yeah. get into,
0: yeah, yeah, like uh, and, 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 and kind of pave that way And kind of just
1: show that like, It it, it, and and like just even reading about like the his life and stuff and and stuff like you realize just how recent that was but even how we're still dealing with stuff like
0: well that and you have to look at his story in that movie mm-hmm. and like the, the this idea of like now we live in a world where there's pride there's pride month and yeah there's like no be out you know because right. and this was a guy that was like very much yeah, yeah i'm not gonna lie mm-hmm. like this is who i am and yeah. i'm not gonna like you're not i'm not gonna get in the head of the world by like pretending to be someone else mm-hmm. so yeah don't get me wrong it's a gray movie but I do think Mickey Rourke. Yeah, I, I just uh, should have got the win.
1: Yeah, I think it's just it's like you said, it's the perfect but role. For, he, he was born to play that role. I'm
0: saying that just based simply on acting. Yeah, that like just the entire like aura that surrounds that movie. I'll say this: if the wrestler came out in 2009, Mickey Rourke would have won it because what the wrestler is, though, it is a perfect post Dark Knight movie. And I think that maybe that's what happened. Was yeah. The wrestler came out and it's just depressingly gritty, hard to watch. It is a dirty needle in your eyeball for like two hours That's yeah. what it is. And that wasn't a thing yet. Right. Dark Knight kind of ushered that in. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, movies don't have to be pretty. Yeah. They don't have to be bright. They don't have to be colorful. And we can even take something like a kid superhero. and We can put like a really jagged edge on it, you know, and treat it like a real... Cinema, with the real story, and so I think that well, like
1: was well, what's interesting though is that the year prior you had No Country for Old Men, There mm-hmm, Will Be Blood, yeah. so it was like it was being ushered in and it was highlighted the year before, but maybe maybe it was a year too late or maybe a year too too early.
0: I think that No Country for Old Men stuff like that it does tick more of the boxes in terms of uh it it's kind of a period piece I guess I mean it's the seventies in it or the eighties yeah. and uh and it is based off of a novel by. Cormac McCarthy but like um I don't know there is just something about Mickey Mork's last performance like you just kind of wish he had got that like he would have had that cool swan song Mm -hmm. um I mean he's not dead he's not dead (laughs) but I I, right now he's trying to fight Robert De Niro that's what he's doing with his life right now fun so um and no offense to De Niro but Mickey Mork's probably gonna win that fight yeah
1: the only thing I'll add to this is that Maybe you have an argument for Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. This
0: is this is my point.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. First of all, yes, I do think hindsight. We look back on this and go, "That would have been cool."
1: It should have been at least a nominee.
0: He should have been a nominee. There, there may not be another like intrinsically connected actor to a role. Yeah. In terms of like, this was perfect casting. And Disney even looking at, like, I think we have to wait a while before we can even touch this character again. I think the it's only... suicide for an actor. The only other argument is Ryan Reynolds, Deadpool.
1: I would make the argument Jack Sparrow, Johnny Depp. Well, Disney's trying to right. screw that is, up right which now. Which is total sacrilege. Yeah, which like, is so, you don't you don't touch that. Well,
0: they're not going to recast it. They're just like, eh, we're going to do Pirates of the Caribbean without this, and that's a character that's intrinsically tied to a movie. Yeah. I have a hard time believing anyone's going to see a Pirates of the Caribbean movie without Jack Sparrow. Yeah, that's like, hey, who he wants to go watch Iron Man? But.
1: Tony no Stark's Man. not in it. Yeah.
0: It's just the guy in the suit.
1: It's <laughs> called that's called the Spider-Man movies. Yeah,
0: it's uh, it's, <laughs> it's it's uh, yeah. I I do think there's a massive case for RDJ because now we can look back on it and go like this is a massive
1: role right the
0: perfect actor and mm-hmm. like and we knew it. We even kind of saw it then. You're like, "Oh, this was It Would it, perfect. it's it's
1: almost a thing where it's like it, it you're surprised that they didn't at least give him like a nod for end game just because a it was such a big movie and b it was kind of this culmination of the role because they did that with lord of the rings where it was like okay we're just gonna give all the awards through and turn of the king
0: if 2019 hadn't been such a ridiculously stupid year yeah i think they would have done it yeah but Joaquin was untouchable, and then like even like Brad Pitt, mm-hmm. they kind of did that with Brad Pitt.
1: Well, I don't think he has to win it. I just no, think no. He...
0: They should have. They yeah. should have given a nod to it. I agree. That was just a stacked year, and yeah, then, yeah you know, uh, when you come out that far removed from the Oscars, your movie does tend to get. It's mm-hmm. hard to come out early in the year and yeah. like still, be... which is
1: which is kind of the sin of the Dark Knight was that it was yeah. a summer movie, yeah, it was a summer and movie. it had all this hype, and and as we were getting into December and stuff, people were going. I don't know what's even really out right now, and then and then Slumdog Millionaire came in.
0: So the only other thing I want to mess with, okay, before we move on to Best Picture, names yeah. is I do think Jean Claude Van Damme should have got a nomination. <laughs> <laughs> this is the year. <laughs> this is the year the movie JCVD came out. Okay. Which is he plays himself. Yeah. He plays a washed up Belgian action star oh who God. somehow gets involved in a bank robbery. Yeah. And the movie becomes super philosophical. <laughs> like he like essentially plays the villain towards the cops, but he's playing the hero towards the hostages. Yeah. It's really like stupidly good performance from CVD. You're like, wow, Jean-Claude, I didn't know you had it in you. But then he kind of brought that into Expendables too. Yeah, and you're kind of like, I was hoping there was going to be a small Van Damme Renaissance there, but yeah, it went away. Yeah. Other than he did the splits on two moving semis. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: before we jump into Best Picture, let's let's have a little fun. Okay. So let's jump over to animated movies.
0: Okay. Let's. This is weird.
1: Yeah. There's
0: only three. There's only three. And yeah.
1: Because so you had you had Wally, which could have arguably been the first animated movie other than beating the beast to be a pixar or a best picture nom it was really good i'm yeah. surprised it didn't uh you had kung fu panda and then bolt from disney
0: bolt that if you said it right now and said disney people would scratch their heads they
1: go w- which one is that and you're like the one the one about the dog uh, the stunt dog the, john travolta the, and they'd the, still be like uh, you're gonna have to Molly cyrus
0: did a voice right yeah she so was the, her, she was the owner her clan would know yeah yeah they'd be like all right
1: Pretty much uh, everyone under us, <laughs> under then, our age level.
0: And then Kung Fu Panda, which was a perfectly fine film, but we really it could was have delightful. been- delightful. We could have been fine. fun. I, I wish that was a one and done thing. I don't know if we needed the franchise.
1: DreamWorks loves to do this thing where they make a great movie, and then they go, let's make 3
0: we You've greenlit five more <laughs> and a TV series. Yeah. On Nickelodeon. On
1: Netflix so, or Nickelodeon. Uh, um, but the other notable movies that we talked about was Ponyo. Which,
0: which I haven't seen, but a Studio Ghibli, which now the Oscars seem to be on board with.
1: Right. And then Horton Hears a Who.
0: Which is great. I haven't I seen it. I would have put that at number two. Yeah. I mean, Wally takes this, but I don't know how Horton Hears a Who was left completely out of this conversation. I don't know. I it's don't fantastic. Know. Yeah. It's great. It's way better than Lorax <laughs> and that garbage. It was horrible.
1: But doesn't it have Danny DeVito it as the It does. Laura? How does that lose? It,
0: it just loses. Oh, man. It has... I don't know. It has Ed Helms. I don't... Know. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm going to start beef with Ed Helms. I have nothing against him. Is but,
1: Jay show in it, too?
0: Uh, maybe. Who knows? God creeps around and everything.
1: Okay. So, main event. Best picture.
0: All right. Best picture. Let me pull it up. Okay. So, the nominees. The Reader. Milk, Frost Nixon, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, Mm -hmm. and the winner,
1: Slumdog Millionaire. Right. Most of these movies check off our list. Period pieces, drama, an Oscar bait style thing, a biopic.
0: This is what I mean when the Oscars could have pivoted and been like, let's maybe be more open to the general audience. They all spent a billion dollars watching these two movies and then these other movies and things like that. No, 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 no. Let's just pick the
1: most Oscar-bait movies of the 2000s. Let me make this point. So I've seen parts of several of these, and I've seen two of them full full tilt. Now, Curious Case of Benjamin Button is a more toned-down... Uh, Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump, yeah. yeah. It's a little more period piece, like old-timey Forrest Gump.
0: I don't know that Brad Pitt was the right guy. Maybe it's hard to dissociate Brad Pitt. From it was Brad it was Pitt? it was a weird like. I think it was just well, too. In on retrospect, the, is
1: it is it hard to dissociate Tom Hanks from Tom Hanks?
0: In ninety four, not as much. Maybe I mean, but it's just like it's also that level of actor. It's it's one thing to be like Tom Hanks, yeah, and just be this beloved, talented human being, yeah. And this other thing where it's like Brad Pitt, it's like. You spent most of your life being sex man, <laughs> like, like this sexiest human being walking the earth. Like, know your role. Let's let's not do the Oscar Oscar bait thing. Like, let's let's do let's now. Uh,
1: yeah, I, I just
0: think it was weird seeing him in that role. That's all yeah,
1: I'm saying. I got you. I got you. I, I think that one is slightly like not your traditional Oscar, but still kind of ish. It's the mold. based off the book. Blah, blah, blah. Um. Frost Nixon definitely fits into that. Although it seems kind of interesting, I would I don't I wouldn't mind w- actually watching it just cuz it seems like an interesting take on like a mo- I-, I like when historical pieces hone in on like a particular moment. And it's kind of the same thing with biopics cuz it's like if you are getting a moment in time rather than trying to cover someone's entire life. Yeah. I'm much more interested in that. Oh, agreed. Cuz cuz that's kind of what you get with Milk while well, it seems like Milk was actually a really good movie. It does fall into the trappings of a biopic, which is we're going to try and cover this most of this guy's life and yeah, a behemoth rhapsody falls into it like a, tries to cover the whole thing. Yeah. Ray, you know, I mean, those are movies built around one actor, around one character and just try. It's more about let's highlight this person's life. Yeah. And because either a they are an important, beloved musician, actor type. Celebrity, or they are someone like Harvey Milk that made a change in lo- in the world.
0: Yeah, and I agree. I think I think you're actually making a really good point. That sometimes it's really fun when a movie just hits a a moment. Yeah, you know, or uh, you and you're right. Like I I do I do enjoy films like that Mm -hmm. and the wrestler did that the wrestler said we're gonna pick up on the downslope of this dude's life Mm -hmm. which wrestler isn't gonna cover the
1: wrestler isn't really a a, he's fictional biopic yeah he's he's a
0: fictional character that's just an amalgamation of like all 80s wrestlers yeah yeah. but um and but it's still like that movie's great because we don't need the first forty-five minutes covering the '80s when he was popular. Yeah, that's just littered throughout the movie that you know. Mm-hmm. And then with the thing like Frost Nixon, yeah, it's Nixon. We know we know all the dirt. We know all we know everything, and it's cool to cover this and then through the lens of this. Yeah, you know. So mm-hmm. and it, it, and maybe it's just because it's the one movie I've seen, but that would have been my pick.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> let's talk about kind of the elephant in the room. Let's talk about Slumdog Millionaire. We've talked about like how these other movies are very much a typical. Oscar bait, having watched it, Slumdog really doesn't come off as an Oscar bait movie to me. The
0: only box it really ticks is it is adapted.
1: It's adapted. From a source. Right. Which, which most, the, which a lot of movies are nowadays. Yeah, a ton are. But it, it's definitely a movie that hits a lot of like, if so, like, like I asked you earlier, like, what is in your opinion would you define as something worthy of winning? a best picture at an Oscar. Yeah. And I I think it's like, it's something that a, it's a good movie. And what do we mean by that? Like it's, it's well, it's a good story. Yeah. It's well edited. The, uh, cinematography is great. Um, it's, it's unique in the sense that it's highlighting, a part of the world that we as Americans don't get to see. And you're and and while you're learning about it, it's not it's not something that's shoved in your face. You're you're learning about the story of these three young kids that grow up in the slums and a and kind of about how each each of it affects each of their lives. And so but that's it's really not something that's like we're gonna punch you in the face with this. It's just telling a good story. Yeah. Um with through that lens. And it's interesting that Denny Boyle and not like if it had been like a parasite situation where you have a South Korean director or an Indian director yeah. breaking through with this. I don't know what that would look like. But when I was reading about it, it's not shot in the style of a Bollywood or any type of Indian films. Um, this movie had an impact in that and it highlighted more movies like it that, yeah. were, that were kind of in the underground. In, it in gave India. us Dev Patel. Yeah. It gave us Frida Pinto. Yeah. Um, I'm thankful. And, and Irfan Khan I believe is how mm-hmm. you say his name. Rest in peace. Um, <clears throat> but it, it, yeah, I think it's 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 definitely one it's kind of like when I watched um, uh, The Ring for the first time. Because I'd always known it as the movie with Samara some, some that comes out of the TV. But okay. what I actually learned was like oh, there's actually a really good movie and a story here. Yeah. And that's just the highlight of the movie mm-hmm. uh, like the big the big big moment if you will so but with slumdog i felt like it was it leaned more into this is just a good movie
0: and i think you i think it's interesting you bring up the ring because you can watch the ring and then if you like just, if you dive in you realize that it's it's actually just an american version of a japanese movie right ringu and i think that but it's you, also
1: like a mystery kind of like y-
0: yeah but i think that you have to give credit to danny boyle here who read this book took it adapted it and didn't americanize it didn't say like well at least just, the
1: writer adapted it and yeah, then he yeah. he jumped in with it yeah yeah
0: they didn't they didn't feel the need to go like yeah but let's rewrite this for like a white which audience. in itself and, is
1: kind of impressive when like yeah. when you get the idea of like they yeah they didn't americanize this now there was some discussion it seemed like that some people felt that it misrepresented india or something like that but it was but i think that's just because it was highlighting kind of the the underbelly of it all. Yeah. Rather than sure. where Bollywood's a little bright and shinier and this is going, actually, this is kind of what it's like growing up there. Yeah. Um, so, but again, that's, that's from our perspective, which we don't really know, but, uh, but I was, yeah, I would say it, it is a good movie now. Now, uh, 12 it, years ago, Nick will tell you that it's, it's that stupid movie that showed up at the end of the end. Uh, it's, it's that person that entered into the, into the competition at the last minute and, it's and, number thirty during the Royal Rumble, yeah, and, and it's not who you thought it would be. Right? It's not Daniel
0: Bryan. No, it's, <laughs> no, it's, it, it's Rey Mysterio. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you are like, what is this garbage? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I get it. Um, and so, but would today, Nick? Yeah. With a time machine,
1: <laughs> do you fix it? Here is here is what I here is what I think, and because we're there is three movies that seem to be we talk about for this episode, and it's. Slumdog Millionaire, Dark Knight, and Iron Forgetting Man. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. And oh, no way. <laughs> um, oh, that's
0: not in, that's not in the that's not in contention. Oh, oh,
1: oh, uh, no, <laughs> sorry, that wasn't that wasn't in my list. Uh, sorry. Okay, so the big three: uh, Cloverfield. Yeah, no. yeah,
0: Cloverfield. <laughs> uh, that that's just a personal favorite. Yeah,
1: I, I think that's just a genre film that we both I don't really know if enjoyed. it should have been nominated. for No, the best and picture. I think that's something we just have to acknowledge. Like, I think okay. while Iron Man is great, a great movie, I don't think it's best picture quality i think if you were trying to you was it it rides a lot on I, uh, robert Downey jr's performance yeah and while i i would i wouldn't call it like top tier of a marvel movies or comic book movies but i would say it's it's a really great after having with the full spectrum of comic book movies that we have them it's probably in that tier just below top tier i would say in my personal opinion okay where, well, I love it. It's great. I'll watch it anytime it's on TV, but I don't sit there and go like, this is one of the greatest moments of, or films in mm-hmm. general, like in all encompassing, I would say. Okay. Because I think it has like a lot of like the third act, some situ- some issues and stuff and it, it does a great job of building because a, a, it even, even it has a little bit of an effect from like Batman Begins and stuff where it's like it started in this more gritty like okay yeah with a little bit more fantastical elements than like the batman trilogy
0: yeah so what about batman
1: i haven't watched the dark knight which is probably going to surprise people. no 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 (laughs) (laughs) oh no oh no 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 i haven't watched it in several years now at least not all the way through i watched it last year yeah but i think that's the thing is like And this is, again, discussing what we think is deserving of a Best Picture winner. The Dark Knight is great storytelling, great acting. Uh, The cinematography is great. It's a movie that forced a director, or he challenged himself to bring a new medium into the foray with the IMAX. And it made him a better filmmaker, and the movie shows it. Um. Obviously Ledger's performance is iconic um and elevates the movie and elevates everyone around it. I think Aaron Eckert it should uh, should also be in that conversation of supporting actor if if we were talking about duel because he his is the more subtle performance there. Yeah. And it could have gone off the reels. A lot of people think it goes off the reels at the end, but it's like, no, he's two faced now. He's yeah. lost his mind. The, yeah, the Joker no. won
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so you had to do that. But I don't know. Um, I think personally, I think The Dark Knight should have won, but that's because I also want to throw in an element of what is the effect. Like, like we talked about, The Dark Knight changed cinema. It's a, it's a changing point. Yeah, it, and it's not just a, It's not just that it changed cinema, but it was also this monument of a movie. We talk about Jurassic Park. We talk about Titanic. We talk about. I mean, I mean, you, you could even talk about movies like 2001, a space odyssey, like while it didn't get any nomination or anything, like people point to that in a point in time going like this is something everyone aspires to. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, it's it's I mean, how many mo- superhero movies now go? Is it better than the Dark Knight? Is it as good as that when they're trying to talk about this is the greatest one ever?
0: Yeah. We haven't talked about Hulk at all it came out, it came this, out year. this year oh, the incredible the, the, the one with the Edward Norton. Norton yeah it came out at the uh, end
1: <laughs> I don't think it was gonna get any <laughs> nominations or anything
0: no so okay with my with my time machine okay just to wrap this up I really think I'd go back and put Iron Man in the best picture yeah and to win it to win it to
1: win it to win it oh I don't know about that I really do Okay, give me your... And
0: it's just because I have hindsight. This is what okay. That is what time travelers so have. So
1: your hindsight is that this was a, a, a important piece of film history in the sense that it created everything that came after.
0: Well, I, d- I do think this. I think that we have to talk about... I mean, I think that the, the impact of The Dark Knight's visible. Yeah. I don't think the impact of Iron Man... I don't think we're there yet. Because that... Weirdly enough, that 2008 chapter just closed... Yeah. Because it spanned 10 years. Mm -hmm. And I do think that as we move on and we get further, further into, you know, away from it, I do think the Marvel Cinematic Universe, as is from 2008 to 2019. Iron Man to Endgame. I think it will be studied as much as any other thing that's happened in cinema. Right. In that this thing that got phased out told one linear film through 22 films yeah and it started here so I, that's that's the only reason i go back in hindsight and go this is important it's important i and i think and, and here's what's going to make it important either it's going to be the only franchise that's ever going to do this and pull it off well yeah or we're about to see others do it and then iron man will be that thing That goes, oh, this is where it started. That this planned out massive thing.
1: See, here's the thing. Is that (laughs) being a bit, the slightest bit of cynical and seeing just how Hollywood works and falls apart and likes trends. I don't think we're going to see that again.
0: We may not. This is also like, this is, again, the parallels of the Oscars and wrestling. This is the streak. Yeah. You can't really pull it off. And that's the other thing. When Iron Man got made, they didn't go, and we're working towards endgame in game. Right? Tw- they didn't this, announce it like it, all these other. They ones They knew are doing. that they were going to do some phases. They said, "We're going to make these four origin stories, yeah, and we'll see what happens." Mm-hmm. You know, um, we'll go from there. And I think they had an Avengers movie in mind. Yeah, but like anything, if the first movie fails, you don't get the rest. Right? You know that we, you can, you see a bunch of movies that were supposed to be franchises. Look at this year alone; mm-hmm. uh, you'll see them. And so it had to succeed, and I think the success of Iron Man is why that's let important. Me, it succeeded.
1: Let me let me put it in this perspective for you. It,
0: hold on, it succeeded to the point that it carried the failure of the second one. The the the, yeah. the Hulk. Yeah. yeah. The fact that Hulk didn't work. Yeah. It carried both. To mm-hmm. The fact that they could make Thor and Captain America. Right.
1: Let me, let me let me give this argument. So, I disagree. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Um, and I think I think it's just also I, it's a
0: fun conversation for the sake of being devil's advocate. And I'm yeah. just saying, Dark Knight's the best. Right, Good night. Yeah. And uh, and and like, okay, hot take. Also, I just need to get this off the <laughs> Okay. I rank the Nolan trilogy backwards. I think it's three, two, one. You think the I third think one Rises is the best? Is best. Okay. in Dark Knight. That's than it. That Begins. is a hot take. Wow. It's a super hot take. I've come to love Rises more really throughout the years. I need to rewatch. It's them. Rises is the one where if I'm like I feel like watching a Batman movie is Rises that's the one is going you jump in. into. Yeah. Okay. Even though I think Catwoman can be completely removed from the film and be fine. don't know about that. So, but yeah, that's that's also my hot take. Okay. So just, you disagree?
1: Right. I disagree, but uh,
0: with everything I just said, not, not, not
1: entirely. Like I understand what you're saying, and and that that it is an important milestone moment, but. I think I think Iron Man the movie is like modern day Milwaukee Bucks. Okay. You take you take out Giannis and it's a it's a it's still a good team, but they're not going to win the championship. Yeah. So Iron Man, you take out Robert Downey Jr. It's a decent movie, it's fun, but you put anybody else in that role, it's not going to have the same impact. That's fair. Um because because other than him, I think he is the A plus plus part of that movie, and everything else is is B to B plus.
0: Okay, well let me hit you with, let me hit you with a counter argument. Okay, I don't think Dark Knight is Dark Knight without Heath Ledger, and I honestly don't know, and it's you're ne- you're never gonna know. Is yeah. Dark Knight Dark Knight if Heath Ledger lives? Hmm. Because because that, that that movie had that cryptic. Thing to it that mm-hmm. like I mean the
1: mythology that was built the, around it. The
0: day he died, I text one of my friends said like Heath Ledger died. I think and their first text back to me was, "Did he finish?" Dark I think Night? that was, was our like, conversation. Maybe <laughs> did you text me back? Wait, did he finish Dark <laughs> like, i
1: Like dude, I, think, God- I think I preempted it with, "That's terrible." <laughs> I hope he finished the movie.
0: But that's the thing. We were, I mean we were all that, that's why it's hard to answer. We were all stoked before. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't even remember if the trailer came. I first. think we just
1: had like the voice I don't even,
0: I th- we just had the teaser. Yeah, I went to go watch. Yeah. I am legend just to watch a teaser.
1: OK, that would. Yeah, then we would have seen it. But we you would know, have seen the smallest bit of him because yeah. that came out like end of the year.
0: Yeah, it so. came out in December. Yeah. But all you got for I am legend was <clears throat> a the bat logo uh-huh. and then literally the Alfred saying some men wants to watch the work like yeah. burn and, and you then just, just hear the, the laugh. laugh. Yeah, and that was enough. And then you had the website that showed just the face. Yeah, you know, and all that stuff. I mean, you had these things, and we were pumped. But then the death definitely made like, well, now I have to see mm-hmm. this. I have to be a part of this.
1: I just think, I think in retrospect, looking back twelve years later, I th- I still think that The Dark Knight as a film holds up, like it from does. beginning to end. I think I think your argument that it, a lot of people think it could be shorter. Like there's twenty minutes in there, maybe. Well, I guess
0: I guess I'm just saying the exact same thing. If you pull Heath Ledger out and put another actor, yeah. in, does it work? Doesn't it doesn't work as well? Yeah, that is a
1: right so brilliantly I mean, it, stupid performance. It, right, yeah.
0: Because I could just as easily go. Which yeah, is why Ryan Reynolds could have been Tony Stark. Yeah. And he probably could have.
1: Right. You know? But it wouldn't have been the same.
0: But it's not the same. No. And then you don't get Deadpool. But in, you could honestly say, oh, well, yeah, you could have dropped Leo as the Joker and he would have done it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, yeah, the chops are there, but like, right. but would is have it been the, the same? same?
1: Yeah. So. So I, my argument just is that I think Iron Man the movie is great, but not um, not like best picture quality. I think. I definitely think you should have gotten at least uh, if if we're going back in time we're giving Robert Downey Jr at least the nomination for best actor
0: for sure. And I think the summation of the whole thing is that like we can look at a movie like Some Dog Billionaire and even appreciate the fact that it kind of won without being an Oscar bait movie. Right, which it is which kind makes of it hard to
1: sit there and go like to completely like negate it now. We're being mature. Yeah.
0: if we had made this podcast in 2008 it would have been a lot of four-letter words explicitives about like deb patel and danny boyle like how dare you like even cut like you crap on our fandom like that india
1: twitter might have came after us
0: but at the same time we can look back in hindsight and go like actually it's fascinating that movie won it is it's of the f- other four listed
1: those it's were kind oscar of oscar movies it's kind of a parasite of its time
0: it it really is other it,
1: than the fact like if it, it like i said if it had been directed by an indian director yeah then yeah it it's it's parasite 12 years early
0: but i was like 22 when it came out like right. i cared about batman right yeah and that's
1: <laughs> it you yeah. know mm-hmm. and so
0: we i think so i think we've got we in summation we say like, we're cool with it yeah but the Oscars should have been more open to the fact based alone, even if they didn't have the hindsight of how like important these two films were going to be just cinematically and the landscape of things, they should have at least gone like, wow, a billion dollars a piece. That's $2 billion. I I will
1: make the argument too, though, that while we may not have known just how important Iron Man was going to be, I think they had a bit of decent idea of how important the dark night. I saw was. the dark night like
0: five times in Same, theaters. yeah. So like, like, I
1: think they, I, I think because it, it wasn't like there was there was there was a possibility that there would be one more. Yeah, we knew that going in, and but I think that that was a moment where they definitely knew like okay, this is kind of a big deal. This is kind of a moment. In history, like I think there was more cause for them to sit there and go, we should at least nominate this and just let see what happens. It
0: felt petty, yeah. It felt like I
1: think that's the thing that upset us the most.
0: And and that's the thing. I think it's because the Oscars tries to act like it's separate from Hollywood, right? And I think this is a clear example of it. I think 2008 is a great example of it, or the 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 2009 Oscars, is that it said, "Well, we're not going to acknowledge these movies because we don't consider these cinema." They had the mm. Scorsese thing before Scorsese. Like, yeah. well, it's not really cinema. And it's mm-hmm. like, screw you, dude. It's a movie that tells a story. Yeah. And, like, just because it's fun and colorful and, like, doesn't require, like, me to, like, figure out your symbolic, you know, blah, yeah. blah, blah. It's like, no, dude. It's it's a movie. And, like, the Oscars had a, at least to go, well, let's give out some nominations. Yeah. To at least go, we can't ignore these, you mm-hmm. know. And... But again, it all goes back to, and I think what will come up ridiculously a lot on these Oscar episodes, is that, like, how do you build a criteria for something subjective? They have one. It's not listed. It's not like they follow those five categories to a T. It's just this. What they've shown is that, like, we have a preference. Yeah, You know? And so... And I think that's dangerous. Mm-hmm. I do think you can look and go, well, at least they're kind of getting out of it. They're, you do have the Mad Max year. Yeah. Where that's not an Oscar movie. But no. Any Mad Max,
1: Black Panther, um, Black Panther. I mean, even even the Pixar movies that yeah. have been nominated up and Toy Story 3.
0: Yeah. They're, in, in, in in a weird way, I think it's just that you're going to find that more. Whereas the Oscars are trying to fix the diversity problems by making the voting a, mm-hmm. like membership more diverse you're gonna find more and more i think more general audience films as the old guard yeah dies out right that heralds like those old golden era of like hollywood mm-hmm. as like well this was what a movie is but then like as people like spike jones and things you know come into there that grew up in the 80s going like i love burton's batman yeah. you know like <laughs> Then you're gonna have more, I mm-hmm. think, open-mindedness because we're, that's the beauty of now. Is like we right now, me and you, we can go. Well, we grew up with this. I like, I like Mad Max. I like this, but if I want to, I can go back and engage with Hitchcock. I can go back and engage with Kubrick. Yeah, we we have all of it, mm-hmm. which so I think it has to correct itself. Yeah, just based on that alone. All right that wraps up oh I do have a lifetime achievement award for okay. 2008 alright they should have given it to Brendan Fraser <laughs> <laughs> why because this is the last time we really see him okay. <laughs> for a while he comes out with ink heart, weirdly appears in a mummy movie that no one saw with Jet Li and then he did Journey to the Center of the Earth and that was it and then, yeah, he kind of just disappeared off the face of the planet for a while.
1: Well, he got uh, he got ousted, or not ousted, but he, well, he, he uh, got he, he was sexually blacklisted. Assaulted. He was yeah, yeah blacklisted.
0: Uh, yeah, I saw. I actually like read that recently, because mm-hmm. like, I was like, what happened to this dude for real?
1: Right. Yeah. Because that
0: what I was watching. I watched Bedazzled because <laughs> <laughs> it was on HBO Max. I was like, all right, Brendan Fraser, let's do this. Let's spend an evening together. Yeah. I was like, dude, this dude was delightful.
1: Oh yeah, he had that run in the late '90s till. About what would you say mid two thousands Yeah, where and he it's was just, just
0: like, why in the world did this end?
1: Blast from the Past, The but Mummy, yeah. uh, George of the Jungle. Like he bounced between comedy and action and just was and was great.
0: So I'm I'm imploring our listeners in the midst of the Me Too movement, let's rescue Brendan Fraser. Yeah. He was sexually assaulted and told on some dude and they blacklisted
1: him. God.
0: Yeah, like let's let's get him out. You, you know, like while we're rescuing people from this, let's free Brittany, yeah. free Brendan. Yeah, yeah, yeah let's yeah. do it. All right, so that wraps up the 81st Oscars, as retold by <laughs> Quantum <laughs> Recast. Yes. Um, hit us up with any Oscar years you want to hear. I, this one was just the most obvious place to start. Right, yeah. I'm sure we'll go random from here on out. Maybe. We'll, find, we'll find
1: something to complain about.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so uh, thanks for, uh, thanks for uh, bearing with us on this uh, fun adventure of uh, reimagining the Oscars. Yeah. All right, say goodbye, Nick. Goodbye, Nick.